How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Adam Saint podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, I'm sitting with Bradley Savage. How's it going? With Train with the Savage. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. It's great to be here. I'm excited to be here and to be able to just to kind of explain my story and tell people what I'm doing. I mean... So train with a savage that, you know, brings all types of things to mind, right? Like being a savage uh, to you. Why do you think people should listen to, I guess, what it is that you do? Well, uh, for the first part, I believe everybody should be a part of their own health, right? I think they should take charge with their own health. Some people think, oh, man, I got to exercise today or you know, I got all these things going on. I have kids to pick up this, that, and the other. But in the long run, you have to think about what is your body doing over that time frame. So big thing is quality of life, right? We only have so many years on this planet. We have to use them wisely. Mm -hmm. And if we're not also taking care of the one thing we're going to be with forever, which is our body until we pass away, that's what we need to make sure we are honing in on and taking care of. Because Ultimately, when we take care of ourselves, we can take care of others better. And so that's the kind of thought process I put into things is how can you treat your body better? How can you treat your mental health better through exercise? Mm -hmm. And in the long run, that's the quality of life. And that's for athletes. That's for moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas. That's for everybody. So so take, take it back. Train with the Savage is a personal training system. What is it? Honestly, it's just myself. Um, I decided to go with Train with a Savage out of all these different names because of my last name. And I thought, man, well, since that's the rage right now, let's go ahead and use it. I feel like even though the, the wave of that name still resonates even today, I mean, I was probably in middle school, high school when that mm -hmm. was like the first thing. How was that? How was that when you were growing up and everybody was like, oh, it's savage. Oh man, let me tell you, it was half and half. I mean, okay. it was like, there were some people who were like, oh, that's so cool. And then some people who were actually kind of afraid, you know, like, oh man, I don't want to know who, who this guy is about. Like, really? But I was the quiet guy. Like I never did speak or talk. And then it wasn't until college. I was like, I flourished. I started to talk to people networking and just being in people's life and um, giving back to them in that way. When you were younger, you were actually on the quieter side? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I had a lot of thoughts, um, but I didn't express those thoughts. I didn't think, man, well, my thoughts don't matter. You know, because you had all these people in school who were like, oh, well, you know, I have this thought and this is better, or this thought and this is better. It's almost like in your civics class, when you're mm -hmm. sitting down and your um, teacher wants you to be on two separate sides, One's Democrat, one's Republican. You're fighting over some issue. I felt that same way mm. throughout all of school. And I was just like, nope, I'm, I'm good. If somebody mm -hmm. wants to know, they come talk to me. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I realized in college, I was like, well, that doesn't exactly happen as, as what you want it sure. to happen. As. So you kind of have to be calm, you know, assert your opinion when you need to. Sure. But then pull it back. And that's also how I train is I let them experience the training. And then as we go through it, I will insert certain ideas and thought processes that they should be thinking of. Because ultimately, the goal of a personal trainer, and this is going to you know, go back to people who 
you know, are, have already hired a personal trainer or maybe have tried it before, but your personal trainer doesn't want you to know that they want you to do better. Mm. Like they may encourage you, they may push you and things like that. But ultimately they want you to go home and do it. Whatever homework they're giving you, whatever exercises they're giving you, they want you to go home and do it. Why? Because if you go home and do it at the end of the day, they can then say, man, that was a successful like session. Mm-hmm. I, I had this person really bought into their health. Yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of times people struggle with that. Even even myself, there's times when, you know, I struggle with motivation of like, you know, getting, I guess, getting up and at them, if, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially what you do on your uh, sure, story. I love it sure. every morning. I mean, that's just kind of like the consistency, right? So, but how do you allow people to understand that side of motivation, self-motivation, right? Like, how do you get them to um, get moving? Everybody has something they love to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. you're up in atoms are usually you boxing. Sure. Right? You love to do that? Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Then it's not hard. I mean, you get up in the morning and somebody who you know, knows they need to exercise and knows they want to do something about their health, they'll get up. All right, let's go run. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Um, let's go hit up some weights or something like that. But nine times out of 10, they don't like that. So for those that like, like to eat. Yeah. They'll wake up. They'll want to eat. Right. Yeah. So how do you, how do you get them to kind of like start doing something different? Well, let's say you love to eat really good food, prepared food that is just homemade is the best food ever. But if you're overeating to a mass amount, okay, it can still be good food. Just reduce it a little bit. You know, don't don't feel the need to continue to have satiety, right? Like mm-hmm. that hunger hormone, uh, and really just want to eat, continue to eat. And that was my big issue. Like before coming to college, I was just like, man, I'm a kid. I can eat whatever. But then I realized, man, if I want to do certain things, I don't want to feel bad. I don't want my stomach to like turn on me. I want to be able to eat something, know I got the energy and the fuel, and then go do what I want to do. You know, whether, I mean, whether whether that is like fishing, being outside, you know, uh, running with your dog, throwing a ball with your dog, or even with your kids, like hanging out with your kids and playing with your kids. Like I don't see as many adults playing on the, playground but you know they can too and yeah. that's fun you know a lot of parents find that fun so let's let's bring some structure to this sure yeah um tell me what is the the savage mentality when it comes to fitness it's no nonsense i mean but no nonsense in a way of let's learn what we're supposed to do and utilize it i know exercise can be hard it could be tough people don't want to do it but if you take a no-nonsensical approach to it then it's just like you're in college you're learning the information you're spending loads of money on the information so why go to a personal trainer that you're spending money on without learning something Mm -hmm. you know i have a ton of clients who at first thought that way they were like oh yeah i'm coming i'm paying you to have a workout ready for me to do okay, that's fine. But if you're going to work with me, you got to then think like me. And that's what I'm, you're paying me to do is teach you. I am your professor. 
I'm there every time to get you to where you want to be, but to teach you how to maintain it yourself. Mm -hmm. So again, no nonsense in the way of like a professor would first day of class, you walk in, they're like, look, you already paid for this. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's up to you to learn it. But instead, I'm like, nope, you've already paid for this. I want you to learn it because mm -hmm. this is a quality of life that will affect your lifeline and generational. There's more studies out now that if you lead a healthy life just with exercise and, and working out and making sure that what that looks like for you is then taught to your children, genetics-wise, there's research showing that it benefits your offspring. Sure. So it's wild. It makes it's sense. Wild. It yeah. makes sense. Um, so for, for you, you know, you, you mentioned this, this thing where you are guiding them through kind of your methodology of how to impart that knowledge of, you know, quality of life to your clients. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is a bit different uh, than most trainers because mm -hmm. most trainers, they want to hold on to the knowledge and not allow them to learn it themselves because what that will do is eventually your clients were like, okay, I know how to do this and then leave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how do you kind of like, I, I, that's in my mind, how do I justify like, it? Yeah. That's, that's not yeah, the yeah, greatest yeah. business move, right? You, no. if you, if you have, but think about it this way, everybody has their, the things they are proficient at the mm -hmm. things they just know, the things you don't know, you have to continually be reminded. Right. And, and the more you're reminded, the more you remember. And so just like at school, you're taught by listening, by seeing, and then by doing. So if you do all those three things, if you hear it, see it, and some people even argue writing it down. Sure. And then you teach it. If you can teach it to somebody else, then you know it. Sure. But there's always this fail-safe of needing to go back and just be reminded mm -hmm. um because think about this anybody's seen um the game show want to be or are you smarter than a fifth grader right mm -hmm. everybody looks at that game show and you're just like i don't remember a thing mm -hmm. but as soon as you see the answer you're like yes that's it sure and that i mean that's ultimately what anybody in personal training should be thinking is man i may not have remembered this but hey, maybe I can just, you know, come do one session, be reminded of some of the things, have questions. That's what your personal trainer wants you to do, guys. They want you to have questions. They want you to come in, do a workout course. You know, that's all a part of it. But also have questions for them. Mm -hmm. It's almost like going to your doctor. You immediately know if you have something hurting, like let's say your shoulder's hurting, you go to a doctor and what is the doctor going to want you to give them? Questions. Sure. If not, they're going to be sitting in there with you like, so what's wrong? That's right. That, that's it. So instead of going there, why don't, why don't you go to a personal trainer who can then guide you through that? Like, okay, well, what's hurting? All right, cool. Well, does it, is there any pain associated with it? Those kinds of things we can ask. And as soon as we feel like, okay, yes, this is the cutoff, then we can, we can refer out. Mm -hmm. Personal trainers are very quickly becoming something of a healthcare provider and think people aren't um people don't know that yet but there's actually things through uh the american college of sports medicine that i'm a part of that for an exercise physiologist they uh just recently started to um get together a task force 
to start pulling together political pool so that an exercise physiologist could then become a healthcare professional. That's super cool. Yeah. So I, I guess there's this kind of like tie-in between kind of like, you know, uh, medicine yeah. as well as fitness. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned this before where fitness is directly, it can be treated as if it were a medicine within itself. Yeah. What have you seen fitness heal? So I have a specific client who has had a lot of mental issues for a lot of his life. Um, he, he at one time was on probably 11 medicines. And over time, since I've been working with him, he has dropped it from seven to now four. Seven what? Different medicines. Me, me, medications. Yeah. Because That's crazy. of the mental medications, right? Mm -hmm. Like depression, anxiety, you know, nervousness, those kinds of things that psychiatrists, not putting a bad name on psychiatrists because they're useful. They are, they do have a use, but exercise is medicine. So if you don't believe me, take a second, go for a walk, come back home, and whatever you were originally anxious about, nervous about, you know, or just weren't sure and had fear, you've had a ton, like some time to breathe. And you've had time to exercise, mm -hmm. even if it's a walk. Mm -hmm. You come back, and I guarantee you, you feel 10 times better. You may not have the answer, but you feel better. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just like anybody in business, too. It's like, we don't know the answer. We think we know the answer. We go with it. We, we ask questions. We get our closest advisors, and we say, hey, what, do we, what should we do? You know, And then we decide, okay, Let's do it. And you just, you go with it. Nobody knows precisely what the fallout will be. You just go with it. You think, you go off of what's best, mm -hmm. what you think is best. And that's, if you think that's what's best, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. So for, for Train with the Savage, what is kind of on the horizon? Oh man, a bunch of different things. So... I'm working on a website. I'm working on a at-home workout program for both beginners and advanced uh, individuals. And then what that will entail is basically 30 to 45 minute sessions, but packed into a booklet. So through quarantine, through uh, the coronavirus, I was just putting together a booklet of exercises I did while I was working with people at home. And I decided, man, why don't I just put these together and do something with it. And so that's coming out. And then I hope to hire on an intern to hopefully help me with some digital marketing. So I want to get involved more with digital marketing, social media, and that'll be my next step. So I'm actually going to be doing a uh, guest lecture at Georgia Southern. Too. Very cool. So, yeah. well, for what? Um, to talk to the intro to exercise science classes, they will be, um, there'll be two classes that I'm talking to. And I'm going to walk them through their options. I mean, they have all kinds of options with exercise science. And some people don't know what those options are. So I, I would guess nobody has heard of what an exercise physiologist was. Because that's not a regular thing. It's not. It will be one day. But, you know, you will hear that in the, in the northern states because it's more prevalent there. So what is that? Exercise physiologist is if you take a personal trainer and... 
if that personal trainer has a bachelor's degree, they can then get credentialed to essentially the credential says you understand uh, secondary issues that could be harmful to someone. So like cancer, uh, let's say congestive heart failure, kidney failure, things like that. And you can walk them through exercises that are um, with that acknowledgement that somebody has a comorbidity mm-hmm. um, and that you can then prescribe exercise. That's, that's it. It's crazy. To be able to say, okay, this person who's dealing with this issue would do best with these exercises. And then you go from there. So is this mainly for um, weight is uh, like that this person is being used or would this be used for, I guess, other purposes as well? Oh yeah. All kinds of purposes. I mean, management, you know, just weight management is number one, diabetics, pre-diabetics, uh, high blood pressure, those kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, the, the world, the world's gamut of all these prognoses that doctors have research has shown that exercise has benefited or has actually negated a bunch of syndromes that will eventually happen. I think in here it's, it's interesting because, you know, taking a pill Mm -hmm. is so much easier than, you know, going to the gym, right. uh, you know, getting on that treadmill, running mm-hmm. first, because you're, you're literally, and, and some people even have trouble with like just taking the pill. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, you know, that's one of the challenges in this is how, how uh, the adoption rate, right? Like, yeah. you know, are people going, your, your doctor has said, hey, your solution is to exercise. Yeah. I wish more doctors how, would say that. How, how, you, oh, you don't think enough do. I don't think enough do. Mm. Uh, ACSM has, has a initiative called the Exercises Medicine Initiative. And one of the biggest things with it is pushing that thought process of, to the doctors, especially, especially saying, hey, instead of prescribing medicine, let's prescribe exercise first to see if we can't bring back some of those issues that they are having instead of immediately saying, yeah, let's get you let's get you some medicine to help out this X issue. Right. But if they're just before those issues happen, and let's say they're going in for a physical and mm. the doctor can clearly see that something's wrong. Why not say, Hey, instead of, Hey, have you exercised? That's the question you get is, have you exercised recently? Nine times out of 10, you're just like, uh, no. Mm-hmm. But if a doctor would then say, Hey, I'm going to prescribe you a personal trainer to go to Mm. that would hopefully then, and this is a big deal with insurance, right? People want insurance to pay for it. That's another barrier right there is they want insurance to pay for it. But if you really think about going into a personal trainer with that thought process of I'm going to learn something and I'm going to put it into practice, then the money you spent on a personal trainer is worth it. So that, that makes sense, right? Where where they have to meet somebody and that, that, that will hold them accountable. Right. But if there is not that there, yeah. if it's just like, okay, go home, go, go run. Yeah. Like people, I don't think people are going to do it. Well, even think about it this way. There's tons of people out there right now who have online videos of like free exercise workouts. Sure. 
Okay, people have the ability to go home, go to YouTube, look it up, and do it. But will they? No. Yeah. But then there's accountability. You can't have an accountability partner that is only on a video. You know, you have to see that person. You have to meet with that person. You have to say what's struggling or what you are struggling with, what you're um, having to fight through, those your own barriers to get to exercise. It's always time. That's the biggest one is time. Can I, can I pick up my kids and still do a workout? Remember, working out is not running, not lifting weights all the time. It's also playing with kids. Like, yeah. you could be throwing a football. You could play football. You could, you could hit a softball or something like that. You could run bases. Those, you can have a soccer ball and kick it with anybody, and that's exercise. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of it as a family group thing, too. Like, instead of you just sitting on the chair being like, hey, you know, yeah. go, go do it with them. That they, makes sense. And not only that, your kids would love you for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say for grandmas and grandpas, same idea. You know, the more you do it with them, now, understandably, a lot of, uh, a lot of that population may not have the ability to right now, but everybody's body has an ability to gain muscular strength. There's just a limit, right? Mm -hmm. And that limit is very high compared to where a lot of people are right now. And if people were to really focus, because I've seen millions of videos of like people in their 70s and 80s lifting 400 pounds, deadlift. Crazy. Yeah. I can't lift 400 pounds. But they they <laughs> practiced it. You know, they put it into practice. But you see, the thing is, is those are one in a million. Sure. Because they love what they're don't, doing. Don't tell grandma at home, don't start lifting 400 <laughs> pounds, please. No. We're going to have a bunch of lawsuits on our hands. No, just, you know, definitely refer to a personal trainer. Get them to talk to you about um, any questions. I mean, even just the simple ones, like how do I start? Sure. You know, where, where, where are my values at, you know, as far as that's concerned? Because you have to have values to be able to do an exercise regimen. You don't just go in saying, all right, yep, I'm going to do this. You're going to last maybe two days. That's right. But if you go into it thinking, all right, what are my values? I want to lose weight. I want to get off medicine. I want to be there for my children a lot longer. I want to also, as an athlete, this is an interesting one. I don't bring up athletes enough, but I work with athletes as well. And it's, hey, how can I last a whole season without getting injured? Mm. How can I maintain? Because even high school athletes, what is the first thing they're thinking? Oh, let's lift as much weight and as many times as possible. <laughs> okay. But how can you get that one athlete to focus? Hey, look, yes, lifting a lot of weight is great. You might be have that, you know, competition in the weight room, but – don't you want to last the whole season? Wouldn't you want to play every game? Wouldn't you want to be able to be dominant mm -hmm. and be prepared? And that's where a good sports performance coach like myself would get you to where you can think about, okay, what's my next step? All right, in season, what's my next step? And then after season, what's my next step? And work you through that to where then you know it. Mm -hmm. Some of the most immense athletes you can think of in today's age has a sports performance coach because of their body mechanics how are you lifting something how are you um hitting this ball how are you turning your head and it's changing what your depth perception is how can we practice that and then how can we get it muscular memory mm -hmm. there's so much that goes into it. i posted something on my uh facebook and instagram account a while ago not too long ago 
and it was essentially a diagram of where a coach's mind is at. And yeah. it's the same for personal trainers. We're all sitting there thinking, okay, this is the issue we're dealing with. All right, we're going here. All right, yep, no, they said, yeah, all right, cool. There's a little yes, no charts. That's in our head all the time. Sure. And if it isn't, we're not, we're doing you a disservice. But that's happening all the time. And that's what we want you to learn is why are we thinking that way? Um, how can you implement it? You know, it is hard. Mm. In, in general, it is hard to get somebody to buy into that. Um, well, what, what do you think is the, the biggest challenge that you face as a personal trainer? There's a lot. That's why I like right now I'm thinking of like three or four just in my head. I mean, but the, the biggest challenge would be for honestly someone to realize the value that they're getting is the biggest challenge because I see so many people who try specific training things that then they're like, oh, I got injured. Or then they're like, I just kind of tried it and it didn't work for me. Okay, well, why didn't it work for you? Because we easily can say no to something. We can't easily say yes to something. So when I, especially when it comes to exercise. So when I think of that question, I think of how can I provide you a value that you see the benefit from and then you be able to remember it and go home and do it yourself. Because if you can do it yourself at home, there's more things you can do with your personal trainer or your sports performance coach when you come back. Because mm. as soon as you know it, then it's like, great, let's move on, let's progress. We don't want to digress. We want to progress. That's right. And so if we can keep progressing, then we can keep moving. And ultimately, there are so many new ways of training that come out that then you can utilize as you get there. But the majority of people starting, they have to start slow and steady. You know, you accomplish one thing, you do a fist bump, and then you move on but you consistently progress. And if you can do that even as slowly as possible and you get to that maybe middle tier, okay, I'm exercising a regular amount. Maybe I should do a little something more. Then that's when you say, okay, maybe I go back to a personal trainer. So mm -hmm. going back to your previous question, it's like you eventually run out of things to do and you're like, yeah, let me, let me get re-amped. Let me get re-energized. I mean, all personal trainers are like those, uh, those, speakers who like get you jazzed about something like you go to these conferences and they're up there on the stage and motivation like, yeah we're like hey let's let's get up let's do this thing and but then when you go to a personal trainer you don't see us as that you sure. see us as that guy that's going to hurt you no sure. we're not going to hurt you we're going to do enough to where you're going to feel like you did something but then we want you to be able to take that home with you mm -hmm. so where are you currently training i'm training out of southern wellness and rehab um behind cookout and burger king and i am also you know i utilize mill creek parks for athletes and stuff like that so i just kind of i'm mobile but that's where my base is mm -hmm. and what what does the future hold for you well um just a little growth honestly i i want to be able to see my business grow into a little bit something bigger where maybe i have multiple little boutique personal, that's what they're calling it now, or boutique personal training gyms. And that's where I want to go is I want to have those kinds of things so that then I can train other trainers to think the same way I do. That 
exercise is all about medicine and quality of life. If you're a grandma, grandpa, you know, dad, mom, or athlete or son, daughter, that's what you're thinking about is longevity, Mm -hmm. you know? Very nice. Um, where do you keep people keep in touch with you? How do the people find out more about your um, methodologies? Yeah, so Facebook and Instagram at Train With a Savage. Um, you'll also find me on Facebook as Brad Savage as well. Um, and I hope to then, once I get a little bit bigger, I will then change it to what my company will be. Mm-hmm. So I just filed for that recently as well. Fantastic. And yeah. you recently had a birthday as well, right? Yes, I did. Happy birthday Thank to you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Fantastic. Turning 27. But hey. the thing is, is, you know, everybody asked me, they said, man, how does it feel to be a year older? And I said, you know, I think I'm thinking in the future more now. I'm thinking more like, okay, ultimately I'm practicing what I'm preaching. If I am telling people, think about your life in the span you have, really treat your body the way you'd want to. And so that's what I've been thinking of recently. It's just like, man, yeah, kids, you know. Yeah. And how am I going to then incorporate what I do with them and, and encourage them and then also keeping myself healthy, you know. So I can... I can be a little bit vulnerable here. I think it'd be great for your listeners to hear from a personal trainer what they're dealing with. That's right. So one of the biggest things I'm dealing with now is volume, you know, volume of food. You know, you work out all the time and then you're drinking water and that's good. But for me recently, it's it's like, man, I could eat another serving of that or I could feel good and just stop here. Mm. And that's what that's what I've been dealing with. I mean, I think it's... I think it's doing anybody a disservice if you're not being vulnerable. Mm. So I, um, I've been dealing with that and working through that and making sure that as I walk through that journey that I'm being held, holding myself accountable to how much I'm eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, you I welcome. do appreciate that. Yeah. Brad, I wanted to thank you uh, on behalf of the You Know Adam Same podcast yeah. for stopping by. I'd love to be um, back. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great. I think, you know, on a, like to a certain extent, uh, you know, just having that marker there, right? Like, yeah. and then, you know, coming back to, a, like, you know, six months, a year from now, yeah. after you've launched everything, it would be, yeah. like, in, very extremely interesting to me. And talk about business. That's like, right. I'm, I love that. I could talk about business all day long. So. That's me. <laughs> My wife kills me sometimes. Yeah. She's like, no, let's not talk about that right now. So we have specified hours. I'm like, oh, great. I can talk about this now. But yeah. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have a wife. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And I appreciate your time. Yeah. Cool.